Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 20. Today we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 32 through 34 and Joshua chapters 1 through 8. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read today, we pray that you would help us to see our lives and how we should live them before you. That we would live in such a way that at the end we can look back over a life where we have served you. We would live our lives with courage. That we would not be afraid in the face of the adversity in this world, but that we would fear only you and know that you are on our side and you will conquer if we will be on your side. We pray these things through Jesus. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 32 Give ear, you heavens, and I will speak. Let the earth hear the words of my mouth. My doctrine will drop as the rain, my speech will condense as the dew, as the misty rain on the tender grass, as the showers on the herb. For I will proclaim Yahweh's name, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are just, a God of faithfulness, who does no wrong, just and right is he. They have dealt corruptly with him. They are not his children because of their defect. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Is this the way you repay Yahweh, foolish and unwise people? Isn't he your father who has bought you? He has made you and established you. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the children of men, he set the bounds of the peoples, according to the number of the children of Israel. For Yahweh's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land, in the waste, howling wilderness. He surrounded him. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle that stirs up her nest, that flutters over her young. He spread abroad his wings. He took them. He bore them on his feathers. Yahweh alone led him. There was no foreign god with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth. He ate the increase of the field. He caused him to suck honey out of the rock, oil out of the flinty rock, butter from the herd and milk from the flock, with fat of lambs, rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats, and the finest of the wheat. From the blood of the grape you drank wine. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You have grown fat. You have grown thick. You have become sleek. Then he abandoned God who made him and rejected the rock of his salvation. They moved him to jealousy with strange gods. They provoked him to anger with abominations. They sacrificed to demons, not God, to gods they didn't know, to new gods that came up recently, which your fathers didn't dread. Of the rock who became your father, you are unmindful, and have forgotten God who gave you birth. Yahweh saw and abhorred, because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters, he said, I will hide my face from them, 
I will see what their end will be, for they are a very perverse generation, children in whom is no faithfulness. They have moved me to jealousy with what is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. I will move them to jealousy with those who are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in my anger that burns to the lowest sheol, devours the earth with its increase, and sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. I will heap evils on them. I will spend my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger, and devoured with burning heat, and bitter destruction. I will send the teeth of animals on them, with the venom of vipers that glide in the dust. Outside the sword will bereave, and in the rooms terror on both young man and virgin, the nursing infant and the gray-haired man. I said that I would scatter them afar. I would make their memory to cease among men, were it not that I feared the provocation of the enemy lest their adversaries should judge wrongly, lest they should say, Our hand is exalted. Yahweh has not done all this. For they are a nation void of counsel. There is no understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. How could one chase a thousand, and two put ten thousand to flight, unless their rock had sold them, and Yahweh had delivered them up? For their rock is not as our rock. Even our enemies themselves concede. For their vine is the vine of Sodom, of the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison grapes. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of serpents, the cruel venom of asps. Isn't this laid up in store with me, sealed up among my treasures? Vengeance is mine, and recompense, at the time when their foot slides, for the day of their calamity is at hand. Their doom rushes at them. For Yahweh will judge his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone, that there is no one remaining, shut up or left at large, he will say, Where are their gods, the rock in which they took refuge, which ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let them rise up and help you, let them be your protection. See now that I myself am he. There is no God with me. I kill, and I make alive. I wound, and I heal. There is no one who can deliver out of my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and declare, as I live forever. If I sharpen my glittering sword, my hand grasps it in judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries, and will repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood. My sword shall devour flesh with the blood of the slain and the captives from the head of the leaders of the enemy. Rejoice, you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his adversaries and will make atonement for his land and for his people. Moses came and spoke all the words of this song in the ears of the people he and Joshua the son of Nun. Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel. He said to them, Set your heart to hear all the words which I testify to you today, which you shall command your children to observe to do, all the words of this law. For it is no vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land where you go over the Jordan to possess it. 
Yahweh spoke to Moses that same day, saying, Go up into this mountain of Abiram, to Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, that is across from Jericho, and see the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel for a possession. Die on the mountain where you go up, and be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother died on Mount Hor, and was gathered to his people. Because you trespassed against me among the children of Israel, at the waters of Mirabah at Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because you didn't uphold my holiness among the children of Israel. For you shall see the land from a distance, but you shall not go there into the land which I give the children of Israel. Chapter 33 This is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. He said, Yahweh came from Sinai and rose from Seir to them. He shone from Mount Paran. He came from the ten thousands of holy ones. At his right hand was a fiery law for them. Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sat down at your feet. Each receives your words. Moses commanded us a law, an inheritance for the assembly of Jacob. He was king in Jeshurun, when the heads of the people were gathered, all the tribes of Israel together. Let Reuben live and not die, nor let his men be few. This is for Judah, he said. Hear Yahweh the voice of Judah, bring him in to his people. With his hands he contended for himself. You shall be a help against his adversaries. About Levi, he said, Your Thummim and your Urim are with your godly one, whom you proved at Massa, with whom you contended at the waters of Mirabah. He said of his father and of his mother, I have not seen him. He didn't acknowledge his brothers, nor did he know his own children, for they have observed your word and keep your covenant. They shall teach Jacob your ordinances and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and whole burnt offering on your altar. Yahweh, bless his skills, accept the work of his hands. Strike through the hips of those who rise up against him, of those who hate him, that they not rise again. About Benjamin, he said, The beloved of Yahweh will dwell in safety by him. He covers him all day long. He dwells between his shoulders. About Joseph, he said, His land is blessed by Yahweh, for the precious things of the heavens, for the dew, and the deep that couches beneath, for the precious things of the fruits of the sun, for the precious things that the moon can yield, for the best things of the ancient mountains, for the precious things of the everlasting hills, for the precious things of the earth and its fullness, the good will of him who lived in the bush. Let this come on the head of Joseph, on the crown of the head of him who was separated from his brothers. Majesty belongs to the firstborn of his herd. His horns are the horns of the wild ox. With them he will push all the peoples to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim. They are the thousands of Manasseh. About Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, and Issachar in your tents. They will call the peoples to the mountain. There they will offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they will draw out the abundance of the seas, the hidden treasures of the sand. About Gad, he said, He who enlarges Gad is blessed. He dwells as a lioness, and tears the arm and the crown of the head. He provided the first part for himself. For the lawgiver's portion reserved was reserved for him. He came with the heads of the people. He executed the righteousness of Yahweh. 
his ordinances with Israel. About Dan, he said, Dan is a lion's cub that leaps out of Bashan. About Naphtali, he said, Naphtali, satisfied with favor, full of Yahweh's blessing, possessed the west and the south. About Asher, he said, Asher is blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brothers. Let him dip his foot in oil. Your bars will be iron and bronze. As your days, so your strength will be. There is no one like God, Jeshurun, who rides on the heavens for your help. In his excellency on the skies, the eternal God is your dwelling place. Underneath are the everlasting arms. He thrust out the enemy from before you and said, Destroy! Israel dwells in safety, the fountain of Jacob alone, in a land of grain and new wine. Yes, his heavens drop down dew. You are happy, Israel. Who is like you, a people saved by Yahweh, the shield of your help, the sword of your excellency? Your enemies will submit themselves to you. You will tread on their high places. Chapter 34 Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, that is opposite Jericho. Yahweh showed him all the land of Gilead to Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah to the western sea, and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees, to Zoar. Yahweh said to him, This is the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your offspring. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not go over there. So Moses, the servant of Yahweh, died there in the land of Moab, according to Yahweh's word. He buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Peor, but no man knows where his tomb is to this day. Moses was one hundred twenty years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his strength gone, the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days, until the days of weeping and the mourning for Moses were ended. Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. The children of Israel listened to him and did as Yahweh commanded Moses. Since then there has not arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom Yahweh knew face to face, and all the signs and the wonders which Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh, and to all his servants, and all his land, and in all the mighty hand, and in all the awesome deeds which Moses did in the sight of all Israel. The Book of Joshua, Chapter 1 Now after the death of Moses, the servant of Yahweh, Yahweh spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise. Go across this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, even to the children of Israel. I have given you every place that the sole of your foot will tread on, as I told Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your border. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. 
Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For Yahweh your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the middle of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare food, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan, to go in to possess the land which Yahweh your God gives you to possess. Joshua spoke to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, saying, Remember the word which Moses the servant of Yahweh commanded you, saying, Yahweh your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall live in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But you shall pass over before your brothers armed, all the mighty men of valor, and shall help them until Yahweh has given your brothers rest, as he has given you. And they have also possessed the land which Yahweh your God gives them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and possess it, which Moses the servant of Yahweh gave you beyond the Jordan, toward the sunrise. They answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we listen to Moses in all things, so will we listen to you. Only may Yahweh your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and doesn't listen to your words in all that you command him shall himself be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Chapter 2 Joshua the son of Nun secretly sent two men out of Shittim as spies, saying, Go, view the land, including Jericho. They went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab, and slept there. The king of Jericho was told, Behold, men of the children of Israel came in here tonight to spy out the land. Jericho's king sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered into your house, for they have come to spy out all the land. The woman took the two men and hid them. Then she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I didn't know where they came from. About the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, the men went out. Where the men went, I don't know. Pursue them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. The men pursued them along the way to the fords of the Jordan River. As soon as those who pursued them had gone out, they shut the gate. Before they had lain down, she came up to them on the roof. She said to the men, I know that Yahweh has given you the land, and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how Yahweh dried up the water of the Red Sea before you, when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon and to Og, whom you utterly destroyed. As soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there wasn't any more spirit in any man because of you. For Yahweh your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now therefore... Please swear to me by Yahweh, 
since I have dealt kindly with you, that you also will deal kindly with my father's house, and give me a true sign, and that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brothers, and my sisters, and all that they have, and will deliver our lives from death. The men said to her, Our life for yours, if you don't talk about this business of ours, and it shall be when Yahweh gives us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with you. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was on the side of the wall, and she lived on the wall. She said to them, Go to the mountain, lest the pursuers find you. Hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers have returned. Afterward you may go your way. The men said to her, We will be guiltless of this your oath, which you have made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, tie this line of scarlet thread in the window which you used to let us down. Gather to yourself into the house your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household. It shall be that whoever goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood will be on his head, and we will be guiltless. Whoever is with you in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand is on him. But if you talk about this business of ours, then we shall be guiltless of your oath, which you've made us to swear. She said, Let it be as you have said. She sent them away, and they departed. Then she tied the scarlet line in the window. They went and came to the mountain, and stayed there three days, until the pursuers had returned. The pursuers sought them all along the way, but didn't find them. Then the two men returned, descended from the mountain, crossed the river, and came to Joshua the son of Nun. They told him all that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, Truly, Yahweh has delivered all the land into our hands. Moreover, all the inhabitants of the land melt away before us. Chapter 3 Joshua got up early in the morning, and they moved from Shittim and came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel. They camped there before they crossed over. After three days the officers went through the middle of the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of Yahweh your God's covenant, and the Levitical priests bearing it, then leave your place and follow it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, of about two thousand cubits by measure. Don't come closer to it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow Yahweh will do wonders among you. Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and cross over before the people. They took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Yahweh said to Joshua, Today I will begin to magnify you in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here and hear the words of Yahweh your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Perizzite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite out from before you. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into the Jordan. Now therefore, take twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, for every tribe a man. It shall be that when the soles of the feet of the priests, who bear the ark of Yahweh, the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan will be cut off. The waters that come down from above shall stand in one heap. 
when the people moved from their tents to pass over the jordan the priests who bore the ark of the covenant being before the people and when those who bore the ark had come to the jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the ark had dipped in the edge of the water for the jordan overflows all its banks all the time of harvest the waters which came down from above stood and rose up in one heap a great way off at adam the city that is beside zarathan and those that went down toward the sea of the arabah even to the salt sea were wholly cut off then the people passed over near jericho the priests who bore the ark of yahweh's covenant stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the jordan and all israel crossed over on dry ground until all the nation had passed completely over the jordan chapter four when all the nation had completely crossed over the jordan yahweh spoke to joshua saying Take twelve men out of the people, a man out of every tribe, and command them, saying, Take from out of the middle of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones. Carry them over with you, and lay them down in the place where you camp tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel, a man out of every tribe. Joshua said to them, Cross before the ark of Yahweh your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you pick up a stone, and put it on your shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask in the future, saying, What do you mean by these stones? Then you shall tell them, Because the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of Yahweh's covenant, when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. The children of Israel did as Joshua commanded, and took up twelve stones out of the middle of the Jordan, as Yahweh spoke to Joshua, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. They carried them over with them to the place where they camped, and laid them down there. Joshua set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant stood, and they are there to this day. For the priests who bore the ark stood in the middle of the Jordan until everything was finished that Yahweh commanded Joshua to speak to the people, according to all that Moses commanded Joshua, and the people hurried and passed over. When all the people had completely crossed over, Yahweh's ark crossed over with the priests in the presence of the people. The children of Reuben, and the children of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed before the children of Israel, as Moses spoke to them. About forty thousand men ready and armed for war, passed over before Yahweh to battle, to the plains of Jericho. On that day Yahweh magnified Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they feared him, as they feared Moses, all the days of his life. Yahweh spoke to Joshua, saying, Command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant that they come up out of the Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up out of the Jordan, when the priests who bore the ark of Yahweh's covenant had come up out of the middle of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet had been lifted up to the dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place, and went over all its banks as before. The people came up out of the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and encamped in Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. Joshua set up those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan in Gilgal. He spoke to the children of Israel, saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over this Jordan on dry land, for Yahweh your God dried up the waters of the Jordan from before you until you had crossed over, as Yahweh your God did to the Red Sea, 
which he dried up from before us until we had crossed over, that all the peoples of the earth may know that Yahweh's hand is mighty, and that you may fear Yahweh your God forever. Chapter 5 When all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard how Yahweh had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, their heart melted, and there was no more spirit in them because of the children of Israel. At that time Yahweh said to Joshua, Make flint knives, and circumcise again the sons of Israel the second time. Joshua made himself flint knives, and circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. This is the reason Joshua circumcised them. All the people who came out of Egypt, who were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness along the way after they came out of Egypt. For all the people who came out were circumcised, but all the people who were born in the wilderness along the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised. For the children of Israel walked forty years in the wilderness, until all the nation, even the men of war who came out of Egypt, were consumed because they didn't listen to Yahweh's voice. Yahweh swore to them, that he wouldn't let them see the land which Yahweh swore to their fathers, that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Their children, whom he raised up in their place, were circumcised by Joshua, but they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them on the way. When they were done circumcising the whole nation, they stayed in their places in the camp until they were healed. Yahweh said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore the name of that place was Gilgal to this day. The children of Israel encamped in Gilgal. They kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month, at evening in the plains of Jericho. They ate unleavened cakes and parched grain of the produce of the land on the next day after the Passover, in the same day. The manna ceased on the next day, after they had eaten of the produce of the land. The children of Israel didn't have manna any more but they ate of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood in front of him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our enemies? He said, No, but I have come now as commander of Yahweh's army. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and asked him, What does my Lord say to his servant? The prince of Yahweh's army said to Joshua, Take off your sandals, for the place on which you stand is holy. Joshua did so. Chapter 6 Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went out, and no one came in. Yahweh said to Joshua, Behold, I have given Jericho into your hand, with its king and the mighty men of valor. All of your men of war shall march around the city, going around the city once. You shall do this six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the city wall shall fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight in front of him. Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before Yahweh's Ark. They said to the people, Advance, 
march around the city and let the armed men pass on before Yahweh's ark. It was so that when Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before Yahweh advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of Yahweh's covenant followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the ark went after them. The trumpets sounded as they went. Joshua commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor let your voice be heard. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. So he caused Yahweh's ark to go around the city, circling it once. Then they came into the camp and stayed in the camp. Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up Yahweh's ark. The seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns in front of Yahweh's ark went on continually and blew the trumpets. The armed men went in front of them. The rear guard came after Yahweh's ark. The trumpets sounded as they went. The second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. They did this six days. On the seventh day they rose early at the dawning of the day and marched around the city in the same way seven times. On this day only they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time, when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for Yahweh has given you the city. The city shall be devoted, even it and all that is in it, to Yahweh. Only Rahab the prostitute shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. But as for you, only keep yourselves from what is devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted it, you take of the devoted thing, so you would make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver, gold, and vessels of bronze and iron are holy to Yahweh. They shall come into Yahweh's treasury. So the people shouted, and the priests blew the trumpets. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight in front of him, and they took the city. They utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, both young and old, and ox, sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring the woman and all that she has out from there as you swore to her. The young men who were spies went in and brought out Rahab with her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. They also brought out all of her relatives, and they set them outside of the camp of Israel. They burned the city with fire and all that was in it. Only they put the silver, the gold, and the vessels of bronze and of iron into the treasury of Yahweh's house. But Rahab the prostitute, her father's household, and all that she had, Joshua saved alive. She lives in the middle of Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Joshua commanded them with an oath at that time, saying, Cursed is the man before Yahweh who rises up and builds this city Jericho. With the loss of his firstborn he shall lay its foundation, and with the loss of his youngest son he will set up its gates. So Yahweh was with Joshua, and his fame was in all the land. Chapter 7 But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things. Therefore Yahweh's anger burned against the children of Israel. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up, and spy out the land. 
The men went up and spied out Ai. They returned to Joshua and spoke to him. Don't let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and strike Ai. Don't make all the people to toil there, for there are only a few of them. So about three thousand men of the people went up there, and they fled before the men of Ai. The men of Ai struck about thirty-six men of them. They chased them from before the gate, even to Shebiram, and struck them at the descent. The hearts of the people melted and became like water. Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before Yahweh's ark until the evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. Joshua said, Alas, Lord Yahweh, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to cause us to perish? I wished that we had been content and lived beyond the Jordan. O oh Lord, what shall I say after Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. What will you do for your great name? Yahweh said to Joshua, Get up. Why have you fallen on your face like that? Israel has sinned. Yes, they have even transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. Yes, they have even taken some of the devoted things, and have also stolen, and also deceived. They have even put it among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel can't stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies, because they have become devoted for destruction. I will not be with you any more, unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Get up. Sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, for Yahweh the God of Israel says, There is a devoted thing among you, Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted thing from among you. In the morning, therefore, you shall be brought near by your tribes. It shall be that the tribe which Yahweh selects shall come near by families. The family which Yahweh selects shall come near by households. The household which Yahweh selects shall come near man by man. It shall be that he who is taken with the devoted thing shall be burned with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed Yahweh's covenant, because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel near by their tribes. The tribe of Judah was selected. He brought near the family of Judah, and he selected the family of the Zerahites. He brought near the family of the Zerahites man by man, and Zabdi was selected. He brought near his household man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was selected. Joshua said to Achan, My son, please give glory to Yahweh, the God of Israel, and make a confession to him. Tell me now what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan answered Joshua and said, I have truly sinned against Yahweh, the God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the plunder a beautiful Babylonian robe, two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing fifty shekels, then I coveted them and took them. Behold, they are hidden in the ground in the middle of my tent with the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent. Behold, it was hidden in his tent with the silver under it. They took them from the middle of the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the children of Israel. They laid them down before Yahweh. Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan the son of Zerah, the silver, the robe, 
the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his cattle, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them up to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? Yahweh will trouble you today. All Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire and stoned them with stones. They raised over him a great heap of stones that remains to this day. Yahweh turned from the fierceness of his anger. Therefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor to this day. Chapter 8 Yahweh said to Joshua, Don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. Take all the warriors with you and arise. Go up to Ai. Behold, I have given into your hand the king of Ai with his people and his city and his land. You shall do to Ai and her king as you did to Jericho and her king, except you shall take its goods and its livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose with all the warriors to go up to Ai. Joshua chose thirty thousand men, the mighty men of valor, and sent them out by night. He commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in ambush against the city behind the city. Don't go very far from the city, but all you be ready. I and all the people who are with me will approach the city. It shall happen when they come out against us, as at the first, then we will flee before them. They will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city, for they will say, They flee before us like the first time, so we will flee before them. And you shall rise up from ambush and take possession of the city, for Yahweh your God will deliver it into your hand. It shall be, when you have seized the city, that you shall set the city on fire. You shall do this according to Yahweh's word. Behold, I have commanded you. Joshua sent them out. And they went to set up the ambush and stay between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua stayed among the people that night. Joshua rose up early in the morning, mustered the people, and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people came, before the people to Ai. All the people, even the men of war who were with him, went up and came near, and came before the city and encamped on the north side of Ai. Now there was a valley between him and Ai. He took about five thousand men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai on the west side of the city. So they set the people, even all the army who was on the north of the city, and their ambush on the west of the city. And Joshua went that night into the middle of the valley. When the king of Ai saw it, they hurried and rose up early, and the men of the city went out against Israel to battle, he and all his people, at the time appointed before the Arabah but he didn't know that there was an ambush against him behind the city. Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. All the people who were in the city were called together to pursue after them. They pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. There was not a man left in Ai or Bethel who didn't go after Israel. They left the city open and pursued Israel. Yahweh said to Joshua, Stretch out the javelin that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. Joshua stretched out the javelin that was in his hand toward the city. The ambush arose quickly out of their place, and they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand and entered into the city and took it. They hurried and set the city on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven and they had no power to flee this way or that way. The people who fled to the wilderness turned back on the pursuers. 
when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned back and killed the men of Ai. The others came out of the city against them, so they were in the middle of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. They struck them, so that they let none of them remain or escape. They captured the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. When Israel had finished killing all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness in which they pursued them, and they had all fallen by the edge of the sword, and until they were consumed, all Israel returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. All that fell that day, both of men and women, were twelve thousand, even all the people of Ai. For Joshua didn't draw back his hand, with which he stretched out the javelin, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Israel took for themselves only the livestock and the goods of that city, according to Yahweh's word which he commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, even a desolation to this day. He hanged the king of Ai on a tree until the evening. At sundown, Joshua commanded, and they took his body down from the tree and threw it at the entrance of the gate of the city and raised a great heap of stones on it that remains to this day. And then Joshua built an altar to Yahweh, the God of Israel, on Mount Ebal, as Moses, the servant of Yahweh, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of uncut stones, on which no one had lifted up any iron. They offered burnt offerings on it to Yahweh, and sacrificed peace offerings. He wrote there on the stones a copy of Moses' law, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. All Israel, with their elders, officers, and judges, stood on both sides of the ark before the Levitical priests who carried the ark of Yahweh's covenant, the foreigner as well as the native, half of them in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of Yahweh had commanded at the first, that they should bless the people of Israel. Afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessing, and the curse, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua didn't read, before all the assembly of Israel, with the women, the little ones, and the foreigners who were among them. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.